This is Faithful Sayings, broadcast by the Leon Valley Church of Christ. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm sharing an article with you today from a fellow named Jason Harden, and he has some interesting thoughts about uh, the web and content that is, you know, at our fingertips just constantly today. Um, our kiddos are becoming more tech savvy uh, earlier on, and I think it's good to remind ourselves as moms and dads, and certainly as we pass these lessons on to our kids, that despite what you know, Google, Facebook, and you know the other information brokers that are out there will tell you, you need to ultimately rely upon the wisdom in God's Word to direct your life. And the title of the article is All That Glitters on the Web is Not Gold. And Jason starts with this quote from William Shakespeare and from The Merchant of Venice, where he gets the title from, All That Glitters is Not Gold. Things can be shiny without being valuable. The way ideas are presented may be attention-grabbing, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're worth your time and attention. And so as Christians, you know, in an age of smartphones and social media, flashy websites and tablets and all these different ways we have of accessing information, again, with just a few pushes of a button, we have to remember that just because it's out there, just because it seems legitimate and it's on a web page, doesn't mean it's going to be helpful in a lot of cases, and arguably most cases, it's going to be harmful to some degree. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, that since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. How should when we think about those that verse? How should this shape our, our understanding? How should this shape our conduct uh, when it comes to our use of the Internet? Right, Knowing that the vast majority of what is out there is is going to be defiling. I mean, the most the most popular sites online uh, that get the most traffic, we know are pornography sites. And I'm not sure what is behind that, but by and large, far and away, you know, billions of clicks and views, far, kind of, you know, billions of clicks and views far and away above anything else in terms of popularity on, on the Internet. So we think about Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 7, you know, what kind of impact should that have on our on our browsing through you know just regular research or you know scrolling through our social media or instagrams and you know all, all these things if we're to be cleansing ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit and bring holiness to the completion and the fear of god we have to consistently be discerning as we're surfing the web uh, and and as we're browsing through our social media you know, I, I may know how to uncover a wealth of digital information, but am I using the tools at my disposal, you know, search engines and, you know, the, the devices that allow me to access those things? Am I using those things in, in a way that that honors God? Um, you know, Google's most advanced algorithm algorithms can't replace the infinite and eternal wisdom of our almighty creator. To know wisdom and instruction, Solomon said, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction and wise dealing and righteousness, justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. This is what he says is the reason for writing Proverbs. 
if you go to Proverbs chapter 1, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Right? So we need, we're not going to find that, um, you know, online anywhere, unless, of course, we're reading an online online Bible. So I can know how to find all different kinds of information in the world, you know, political opinions and, and all sorts of things, but that doesn't make me wise. You know, knowing how to use the latest and greatest features of a search, isn't, a search engine isn't the same thing as truly understanding how the world works and, and what my purpose is here, I, you know, and, and how to grow in my discernment. There's not, you know, there's not a download for that. And so what God has to say in his book, if I truly want to know wisdom and instruction and gain insight and understand true righteousness and justice, I'm not going to find that on Facebook, right? They're, they're not the source of those things. God is. And so his word is worth more than than all of those things put together. Um, Solomon said, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver, search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. And so the words of Scripture are to be more desired than, than anything that the world can offer us. In 1 Corinthians 6, Paul is naming a number of different things that the church in Corinth was engaged in worldly things and warning them against uh, things like prostitution and suing each other and just acting uh, very earthly and, and having material-driven uh, behaviors, materialistic, I should say, time-driven behaviors, fleshly-driven behaviors. And he's, as he is in all of his letters, he's reorienting us towards Christ and, and the, the value of the knowledge of, of Christ. And there's this constant challenge that comes through. Am I building my life on the wisdom of men or on the wisdom of God? And that's what makes this warning worth meditating upon, this purging purging ourselves from everything that's unclean and then rededicating ourselves to what is good and pure and holy and coming to complete holiness in, in Christ. Paul will say to the same church, he says, When I came to you, brothers, I didn't come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. He says, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith may not rest on the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so this is a reminder that we are in this consistent need for the the wisdom and and the power of God. Um, Solomon said, of making many books, there is no end. And we could easily and accurately say in turn, of making many digital status updates and comments and videos, there is no end, right? We talk about going down the YouTube rabbit hole. I know I've mentioned that on this podcast before, but it's, you know, one one of the curses, I think, of 
you know, it's a blessing and a curse. You can have access to all this information, but I think one of the downsides is is that, you know, you can just leap from, you know, one one page to another, and you know, these algorithms, especially like on sites with YouTube, are designed to keep feeding you, you know, the next suggestion and you know what what might you enjoy next and how can I guide your thinking in this way, right? There's somebody behind those programs that are trying to guide our thinking in in a certain way. And we have to be, we have to recognize that and and be willing to, to break away from it. Right. I'm not saying that YouTube in and of itself is evil any more than, you know, Google or the internet is or anything like that. It's just that we want to place a premium on the word of God and spending our time in his word and relying upon his word to shape our thinking and our perspective and our, our, in our entire lives, right? We want his wisdom. You know, what will I do when the wisdom of men clashes with the wisdom of God and my screen provides me with the front row seat of that? Um, you know, today's YouTube video, what's popular, whatever's trending, what, what happens when that contradicts what I heard preached on Sunday morning? On whose wisdom am I going to lean? And, you know, anyone with a smartphone and an internet connection can have just a near limitless platform, a near limitless platform of influence. Uh, you know, we we talk of influencers, social media influencers, web influencers. Right? That's and that's their whole goal uh, in in life, and they get paid by the you know big corporations to push their products or, you know, just, just mention them for like a minute or a few seconds within their, within their programs, um, you know, or, or not necessarily some product or service, but some idea even, uh, political, religious, or otherwise, otherwise. So am I going to follow in the footsteps of those you know, Christians who came before me thousands of years ago when the church began and have the noble mind and, and seek the word with great eagerness as they're described in Acts 17.11 or am I going to allow myself to be influenced by the world? Um, but, you know, the fact that God's word <clears throat> is ancient doesn't make it irrelevant and I think that's a misconception that many people have uh, in, in the world today. And there's nothing new under the sun. Paul said that the word of cross... The word of the cross, the gospel, is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is, is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. Paul says, the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the foolishness of what we preach to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks demand wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and a folly to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jew and Gentile, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 1 Corinthians 1, 18 and following. And so, you know, what? what's my motivation? Um... You know, is it is it truth that I'm seeking above all else? Even if I am, you know, doing research on Google or YouTube or whatever the case may be, Wikipedia is truth what I desire. Um, and and what do I do when 
I encounter things in the digital world that uh, that contradict what God's word says. You know, because truth's demands are are costly. Buy the truth and sell it not. Buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. So do I, do I take the wisdom of, of Proverbs and, and, and the Bible as seriously as I should? In an age of blogs and podcasts and video streams, there's it's never been easier to accumulate for myself teachers to suit my own passions. As Paul warns again in 2 Timothy 4, 3, when the time would be coming when people would turn away from the truth wanting to have their ears tickled and and that means hearing what they want to hear and that they would heap to themselves or accumulate to themselves teachers who suit their own passions and desires right and that is easier now perhaps more than ever right i just with a few keystrokes i can pull up you know dozens of people who would tell me whatever i wanted to hear right but that doesn't necessarily make it true, right? And so I have to be humble enough to realize that just because I can find someone online who's willing to tell me what I want to hear, it doesn't mean that what I found is true. Jesus said, sanctify them in truth. In John seventeen seventeen in his prayer, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. And I have to ask myself, too, as I'm, as I'm using these digital tools and resources is what I'm watching and reading does it clash with what Paul describes in Philippians 4 and verse 8 so if I'm going to be wise and if I'm going to conduct my my thinking and and my my life and my using of the internet according to God's word do I appreciate um, the the value of of filtering it, like I, I like going. I know there's, I, and I don't mean, you know, internet filters built into software. Those things can be useful, and we should use those things, you know, to the best of our ability. But I mean, we we are people. We the, we are the last ultimate filter. I mean, we have to have the discipline and, and exercise the discipline to be our own filter, and so we have to. And you know, I. I want to encourage you to think in larger terms than a than just a browsing filter against pornography or a firewall or something like that. Again, those are good things built into our our computers, and we need to use those. And there's third party software and you know all that good stuff. But you use those. But in Philippians four eight, you have uh, this. You have God's inspired word telling us what our filter should be. On our hearts. And this is what it says. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure and lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. All right? So these are the words that are to filter the content of what I'm allowing into my heart and what I'm seeing, what I allow my kids to see. These, This is what should dictate... Um, how I how I conduct myself online and what I choose to to look at and consume, right? I can't let myself be consumed by what I consume, and you know these this criterion should represent what I share with my friends 
not just what I consume, but what I share um, on social media with my followers. Again, what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. And if it clashes with Philippians 4.8, it may be it may be funny, it may, you know, glitter like Sodom at the sunset when saw you know, when Lot first laid eyes on it, it may be trending like crazy all over the place. But but if it goes against God's word, I can't allow it into my heart. I can't I can't contribute to the sharing of it. I need to draw my attention away. I need to evaluate my my mind and my behavior. Uh, it may be generating thousands of likes online, but God in heaven is not pleased if it goes against his word. So I can't tweet it or share it or parlor it or, or whatever we're doing these days, um, but I, I need to do all to the glory of God. So there's no, again, there's no doubt that our, our digital tools and time savers have opened up a world of possibilities and I think can be so helpful and useful in so many ways. And certainly that's true in spreading the gospel of God and used, and used as a means to teach others. But um, there's obviously some real dangers that we need to keep in mind and not grow lax, but stay discerning. We need to use those tools with God, God's glory in mind and have that perspective always, right? Solomon said, the end of the matter, when everything has been heard, is fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man because God will bring every deed into judgment and with every secret thing, good or evil. He's who we're ultimately accountable to. And so whatever it is that we're using in our lives on a day-to-day basis, we need to use them to to his glory, magnify his wisdom. A lot of human wisdom out there and and blogs and influencers, but we want to, you know, John the Baptist said, Jesus must increase, I must decrease, right? He wasn't interested in exalting himself or magnifying himself. He wanted people to see Christ and he pointed people to Christ, right? And and that's Ultimately, what we want to do, that's what Jesus said to do. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. So that's that's our goal. And we can we can do that in, even in a, a social media post, right? If, if we're posting according to, you know, and guarding our words uh, according to, to God's word. And so we need to use these advancements with, that motivation to exalt Christ. Paul said to the church in Corinth that it was the love of Christ that controlled him because he had concluded one had died for all, therefore all have died, that those who might, um, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Right? And that's, that should be our motivation, the love of Christ controlling us, not doing anything to bring reproach upon his name, but magnifying him, bringing others to him, being discerning as he was discerning. As Paul says, cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit and bring holiness to completion and the fear of God. Thanks for tuning in.